Hello and welcome to the Political Notebook Podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. This episode of the podcast is all about water policy, specifically about how to best conserve the water we have here in Arizona and whether we need a brand new source of water. This conversation with my dad, columnist Robert Robb, was actually recorded about a month ago. So you'll hear me reference a CNN interview with Senator Mark Kelly that's now about a month old. I'll also use a clip of that interview uh, to transition into the conversation. The reason for the delay on publishing is that I wanted to record this introduction here to help listeners get more out of the episode. Some listeners might be well-versed on this subject already, but others might be new to these complicated issues. So before playing the conversation, I want to briefly cover some basic information about water in Arizona that might help those water policy newcomers to get more out of the conversation. First of all, about the Colorado River. Uh, the primary topic of, of conversation uh, in this episode is about conservation from the Colorado River. The river starts in the Colorado Rocky Mountains, and flows uh, through the Grand Canyon down the western edge of, of Arizona. There's also a central Arizona project that manages a system of canals that then distributes some of this water through to central Arizona and southern Arizona. And there's, there's legal rights that have already been established to how to distribute this water um, to the various uh, surrounding states and what cuts need to be made in the case of a drought. Um, so that's the Colorado River supply, but that's not the only supply of water that Arizona has. Um, where else does the water come from? This information um, is coming from ArizonaWaterFacts.com. Arizona's water supply... 41% is groundwater, so aquifers under the ground. Many times water has been there for many, many, many years. 36% is coming from the Colorado River. 18% of Arizona's water supply is rivers other than the Colorado River, so like the Gila River and the Salt River. Then 5% is reclaimed water, water that's been used and then processed to be used again. So water supply in Arizona, 41% groundwater, 36% Colorado River, 18% other in-state rivers, and 5% reclaimed water. And what about using the water? So how is, what's the distribution for use? 72% um, of the water in Arizona is, is agricultural use, 22% is municipal use, and 6% is industrial use. Once again, this information is from ArizonaWaterFacts.com. And here is the, a brief exchange uh, from a month ago. From Jake Tapper on uh, CNN is going to ask a, a question, and you'll hear the response from Arizona Senator Mark Kelly, and that will transition into the first question of the episode. I mean, it's an existential crisis for your state and, and others, as I don't need to tell you. Is the Biden administration being too passive, too cautious? Well, first, first of all, it's not existential. Um, we've got solutions. I was able to add $8 billion into the bipartisan infrastructure bill for more water storage and resiliency and settling tribal water claims. More recently, in the Inflation Reduction Act, $4 billion to, to deal with this drought. So we do have the tools in place. What we don't have is the partnership right now with other states. Arizona has made an offer to put more and leave more water up in Lake Mead 
by far than any other state. So we need the other upper and lower basin states to step up and do their part. If they do that, we're not going to have a, as you say, a catastrophic collapse of the system. Uh, we will be able to stabilize it. So the first question I want to ask is actually a follow-up question from a column that you wrote, Dad, back in the spring uh, while you're still at the Arizona Republic, your last column about water. Uh, you said the following. You said, quote, it is exceedingly premature to conclude that hugely expensive water augmentation projects such as desalination uh, are necessary to meet the water needs of an expanding Arizona population. Um, and you you cited a study by Grady Gamage Jr., um, who then who then responded to your column saying that well maybe you know even even if it might not as be as urgent as some people are saying that maybe we should think about building a a, a whole new water project. So since that column last spring, uh, there's been a lot of alarm bells going off about. Uh, the the lowering water levels at uh, Lake Mead and Lake Powell states in this area have not been able to make an agreement on how much additional cuts to make from the Colorado River. Uh, people thought the Federal Bureau of Reclamation might step in and, and take charge and, and order some cuts, but they haven't really yet. So first question here, since that last column that you wrote, has your thinking changed at all about the water situation? And um, maybe in general, how have you been viewing the, the latest water news? Uh, preliminarily, it, it hasn't uh, changed my um, point of view. Uh, and it, in fact, reinforces my view uh, that the desalinization project that's under consideration uh, uh, would be a mistake um, for Arizona and uh, uh, and fairly substantial and expensive uh, mistake. Uh, the proposal that's most widely discussed isn't uh, for Arizona to get any direct benefit from a desalinization plant in which the state would invest. Instead, Mexico would actually get the desalinated water. And in exchange for our contribution to building that plant, uh, we would get uh, some of Mexico's uh, allocation of the Colorado River. Well, even before these most recent uh, projections and cuts, that struck me as an incredibly bad idea to uh, spend a whole bunch of money to get a larger share in a declining resource, which is uh, the Colorado River. Alternatively, you'd have some massive pipeline project to get desalinated water uh, into central Arizona. There's pie-in-the-sky discussions of trying to get water piped from uh, the Columbia River or the Missouri River. Um, it, it just seems to me that our efforts to not confront reality, uh, which is we're going to get less Colorado River water, uh, either through those kind of big water augmentation projects or a hope that states like California uh, will give up some of um, allocations that they're not legally required to give up, 
or to give them up quicker than they would otherwise be required. Uh, and we need to learn to live with uh, the less amount of Colorado River water that we uh, are likely to receive. There are some tough consequences from that. Uh, we're trying to keep uh, the reality of a, redu a reduced Colorado River allocation uh, and its effect on central Arizona farmers uh, from um, taking the bite that I think is probably inevitable. Um, in order to compensate uh, cent uh, central Arizona farmers for the water reductions they were already going to receive, um, the legislature passed a whole bunch of money uh, to build uh, groundwater pumping um, supplies uh, for those farmers. Uh, we just, I, in my judgment, we need probably to do two things. Um, one is to simply accept that what central Arizona farmers are going to get in Colorado River water is going to be sharply reduced and to let those farmers decide what they want to do in reaction to that, whether there's things they can do to improve their irrigation techniques, whether there's a different set of crops they can do, how much fallowing they need to do. Uh, but rather than attempting to mitigate the effects, I think we need to allow them to occur um, and let the farmers cope with them as best they can. Uh, the um, farmers along the river uh, have almost entitlement to Colorado River water as um, the Central Arizona Project does. Uh, and uh, I think we need to figure out ways to allow that water to be purchased or leased, um, in essence, making those farmers quite rich. Uh, there's also a bill pending before Congress to uh, allow uh, Indian tribes to more freely um, sell or lease their Colorado River water. Um, and I think that you, you can call that augmentation if you want for central Arizona. Um, I, I, the original draft, and I don't know whether it remained in it, uh, in uh, Governor Ducey's big billion dollar water augmentation fund actually prohibited using any of that money to purchase water from the farmers along the river uh, and to transfer that water into central Arizona. It seems to me that that's the thing that we're going to have to do. So uh, these are deep cuts. Uh, I haven't looked at whether I continue to believe that reallocating the water that we are going to be entitled to uh, will get us uh, will get the job done. I, I need to to recalibrate that based upon these more um, sharp reductions, uh, and look at the goal of um, actually saving more than the current reductions in order to prevent uh, uh, failure of some of the dams. Um, to see whether that's still realistic to say if we reallocate it, we can get it done. Uh, but nothing has changed my mind. In fact, this reinforces my view that the desalization project that's uh, currently um, most commonly regarded as the most likely 
uh, would be a serious mistake because we're paying a lot of money to get a larger share of declining resource. So this is a this is a very very serious and important issue, but also a very very complicated issue. And let me try to just wrap my mind around all that here. So um, so basically, you uh, you haven't quite looked at all of the uh, updated uh, data that caused you to conclude that we didn't need a uh, an extra big source of water um, with, with these given cuts, but your, but your instinct is that um, probably not needed. Um, and basically that we're just going to have to take the cuts ourselves in, in terms of, in terms of Arizona and figure out how to do that. You, you talked about the, uh, the farmers maybe selling some of their water. That's the, uh, you wrote in your previous column. That's, is that still the, operation under the Groundwater Management Act? Uh, no, because this is surface water. Um, okay. So um, th th there have been successful efforts to purchase um, the water rights of the farmers along the Colorado River uh, in order to use that water, um, transporting it through the Central Arizona Project Canal um, in uh, Maricopa County and, and the developed uh, parts of Arizona. Um, uh, that's highly controversial in those river communities. And uh, at least initially in, in Ducey's augmentation uh, bill, um, using the money that would go into that fund for that purpose uh, was uh, prohibited. Uh, I, I don't I don't know whether that prohibition remained in the version that passed. My um, assumption uh, would be that it that it did because that is politically highly controversial along the river. Um, but um, I believe that that's something that probably we need to be looking at. There, there is all for, for the level of cuts that we're currently in. There's already specified who gets less water and how much less water they get. And, and for the most part, it, it hits the farmers and to a significantly lesser extent, municipal uh, and industrial users. Um, so it, it, it is the, the, the critical policy question is, do we continue to try to bail out uh, central Arizona farmers for their losing um, substantial quantities of Colorado River water. Uh, and I think probably the answer is no, we should stop doing that and let them do whatever it is that they're going to do with their land in response for getting the uh, reduction in, in Colorado River allocations. They're the so, lowest so this, priority. So this, this past weekend, Senator Mark Kelly was on CNN and he, his, his appeal seemed to be that the other states need to pitch in and 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 cut more. Um, so, is is your would your sort of response to that be? Well, we we can't we can't count on that. So we just got to assume that we're going to get this these these cuts that are in in the works now. And we at least ought to assume that that's the case. So our, our hope was that we could negotiate, particularly with California, which has uh, superior rights to Colorado River 
water than we do, uh, would um, give up some of that superior uh, right to the water in order to reduce um, the effects on Arizona. Um, it's going to be difficult for to get California to agree to do that. And our other hope was that the federal government would order it, would, would say, okay, we're going to, you, you guys can't agree amongst yourself. We need to save even more than what these cuts uh, entail uh, for the future sustainability of the entire operation. And so we're going to impose these cuts and would uh, force particularly California's hand. Uh, I just don't think it's prudent to assume that either of those things are going to occur, that, that California will voluntarily give up uh, water rights um, that they don't have to, or that the Biden administration uh, will uh, impose those on uh, one of the uh, bluest states in the union and one of the most powerful congressional delegations in, in the union. We should continue to work on that because everyone agrees that we need to go beyond these cuts in, in order to create some capacity for the future. Um, but I, I think that in terms of what Arizona can control, uh, we should stop trying to mitigate the effects of the cuts that are coming uh, and, and let those fall where they're currently supposed to fall. Uh, and in particular, that creates some very serious uh, issues um, for the farmers to wrestle with in terms of with that reduced allocation, uh, what can they what can they profitably do with their land? If if you are listening to politicians right now, I mean, what what are you li listening for? What could what can people running for office right now? Uh, realistically do that would um, help our water situation in the immediate future um, and or down the road? Well, pa passing the bill in Congress to increase the ability of Indian tribes um, to uh, long-term lease or sell uh, their Colorado River rights uh, would be enormously beneficial. Um, I think we need to improve the mechanism uh, in terms of state law for being able to transfer um, at, at a price uh, the Colorado River rights that the farmers along uh, the river have um, in order to move those into the uh, developed uh, metropolitan areas. That's a, where the politics within Arizona have gone in the other direction to, to, because the river communities don't regard that as selling their lifeblood and, and don't want to do that. But, but you have individual farmers that have those rights and uh, we ought not to keep them from uh, profiting. Uh, if selling water uh, is more profitable than farming, we, we shouldn't preclude that option for them and let each individual farmer with a with a Colorado River right uh, determine what he or she wants to do with it. 
So we'll leave it there for today on the subject of, of water policy. Encourage our listeners to, to keep learning and, and learn more about the water situation and the, and the different points of view on, on, the, on the response that we should make. Good place to start, ArizonaWaterFacts.com. Uh, Central Arizona Project also has a pretty cool website. It's got some of the history and, and the distribution mechanisms that they, that they make. Uh, Joanna Allhands is a columnist at the Arizona Republic, writes frequently about water, considered a water expert here in Arizona. And uh, I will link below in the show notes here of this episode uh, the column that I used uh, as an introduction, the, the last column that Robert Robb wrote for the Arizona Republic about water, and then uh, the response by uh, Grady Gammons Jr. responded to his column. You can uh, read Robert Robb on Substack, robertrobb.substack.com. Um, I'm also writing on Substack, uh, toyexpress.substack.com. And you can subscribe to the Political Notebook podcast on any podcasting app. Thank you.